Are we recording? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I won't eat the cookie yet. <laughs> Every episode's going to start with, are we recording? Oh, good. All right, I'll stop eating my cookie. <clears throat> she didn't stop eating my cookie. <laughs> Hi. Hi. So you have anything you want to start with? Because I have my list. I can just jump right in. Since we just talked about that specific human being you saw today yeah i want to give a shout out to them <clears throat> yeah um i think danny and i both want to kick this off by just like thanking the absurd amount of people who reached out to us about listening to our first podcast episode and gave us some really great great feedback and we're very supportive and it's just um it's a lot it's, it's a lot but it's, it's both cool. really good but also we're like oh people yeah actually yeah listened. it's so cool um yeah. the um um a good friend of ours matt who owns happy cappuccino reached out that he listened to it and um, even shared our new podcast on their social media and was really supportive and really great. So we just want to shout him out because um, hopefully he's going to listen again. So hi, Matt. Thanks. Yay. Give him a big shout out for consistently adapting and like their menu. <laughs> but yes, feeding us yeah. because we happen to work. Yeah. Right he probably doesn't days. realize that he is responsible for my lunch like five meals or five times a week. Sometimes not twice more. in one yeah. day. Actually. Yeah. So thanks. The Beyond Burgers really ball. Yeah. You really you're really keeping me keeping me going there. Um <clears throat> but just thank you, I guess, to everybody else who reached out to us too. Um mm-hmm. my good friend Sarah Jane who has a Harry Potter podcast if anyone's into Harry Potter, the Howler Hour, Howler Hour. I can't even speak. How does she say it? Howler, Howler Hour. Anyway, she's great and she listened and was very supportive. And so I hope everybody will go and listen to her and support them as well. Um, do you have anybody else that you want to kind of shout out? You should probably shout out our very supportive boss. Oh, yeah, Miss Rachel Perry, um, who also <laughs> shared us on social media and. Um, Gave me a call and was very supportive and listened. That's very cool, too. It's a whole new level to Lush supporting its employees when your boss listens to your podcast. It's very cool. It's yeah, really cool. it's just very exciting. Um, I don't think we quite expected everybody to get on board so quickly. So thank you. I just had to take a bite of cookie. I'm done now. You know, these cookies are really yes. good. Mm-hmm. Andy is an excellent taco maker, an excellent cookie maker, an excellent podcast maker. Yeah. So thanks to him, too. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Andy. Thanks to anyone who feeds us, actually. Even if we don't know you yet. Well, it would That's have to weird. be packaged and sealed. <laughs> don't make me anything homemade if I don't know you. Let's be honest. You'd probably eat it. I probably would. Well, you'd have to know it was vegan, right? That's the point. That's the whole point of this podcast, right? Right. <laughs> right. right. Or would I question it? Because I would assume that it's a vegan podcast. So you would send me vegan food. But that's how they'd get you. Remember that, that time is. that you thought I was lying about the Beyond Burger and that I it was like a clever ploy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I probably wouldn't question it, though, because if it looked good, then we can launch into. We can just launch into what we're going to talk about from there. Because I wouldn't question it if someone is like, here, have this delicious vegan pumpkin pie because i listen to your podcast and That's i know true. you're not going to thanksgiving who's gonna who's gonna send you a pumpkin pie though i'm just hoping it, I, don't know <laughs> I would imagine somebody would hand deliver you a pumpkin pie and then i would imagine that it would be somebody you know why would a stranger just send you a pumpkin pie i don't know and how does the stranger have your address they could send it to work because now they can narrow down where we work 
Probably. So somebody's going to send you a pumpkin pie to the, your place of business and you're just going to eat it and you're not going to ask any questions. No, I'm going to give it to one of my employees to try first. That's like super questionable. But shit. You would also eat it. I might. If you did first, I might. That's why I have one of the other employees eat it first. <clears throat> um, before we kick it off with our our topic, can mm. I tell you about my commercial since that I think is going to be a theme? I think you're going to have to keep this up, though. Yeah, now well, two in a row means I you know. have to keep it up. Um, and I don't have cable. So I don't know if I'll be able to consistently have a commercial to discuss every week, but maybe just like a pop culture reference. An ad. An ad or just something, I guess, in mainstream something or other. But anyway, so I saw this Arby's commercial, um, and I think that most everyone has seen these god-awful Arby commercials, and I think probably most... Cassidy saw it, too. Yeah, I I actually just pulled up her text so I could remember the exact wording because I couldn't quite remember... Um, what they had said, and then she texted me about it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." That that was it. Hi, Cassidy. Hi, Cassidy. Um, we miss you. Um, so it's this terrible, terrible Arby's commercial, and all Arby's commercials are so stupid with their "We've got the meats" and their bullshit. And for a while, they were, I think, um, like, can I can I say Arby's? Is that okay? No, well, I mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. For a while, I feel like they were advertising specifically to trash talk vegans. Remember for a while, it was kind of very pointed? Mm. I don't know. Anyway, I feel like it still is. But anyway, so it was this commercial, and it was their typical, we've got the meats and all that or whatever. But then at the end, the voiceover says, who else works this hard at making the best chicken? Mama chickens, maybe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go. Discuss. <laughs> Tell me your feelings. Who makes the best? Who, makes the, who works this hard at making the best chicken? Mama, Mama chickens. Mama chickens, maybe. Because Arby's is better at raising chickens than Mama chickens? Or preparing chicken, rather, I suppose is their point. I mean, yeah. That, that, you know what? Actually, that is fair because the mother chickens would definitely not prepare them to be slaughtered. <laughs> so if you're talking in terms of who's going to prepare them... For an untimely death, then yeah, like Arby's definitely does it better because well, mama chickens happen to love their babies and are fantastic actual mothers. What too. I think is so interesting though is that aside from like you and me and obviously Cassidy and probably anybody else who's vegan or vegetarian or whatever, or maybe other two, I don't know, but people probably don't even look at that commercial and think that there's anything weird or wrong about that. Mm-hmm. They don't even hear that and mm-hmm. raise an eyebrow or be like, what? That's disgusting you know but it is disgusting who who else raises chickens this well mama chickens chickens maybe maybe. but they're talking about like this chicken sandwich not the actual (laughs) animal you know right wow yeah yeah and then i was telling you too i've got two pop culture references i guess this week and if maybe if anybody has seen this movie or can answer this question they can shoot us an email um i went to see the sequel to kingsman last week right and um there was there was like a couple brief underlying vegan moments that i have some questions about and i i meant to google it i'm gonna be honest and i didn't (laughs) (laughs) but i meant to and um 
But there's, spoiler alert, I guess, there's this scene where Julianne Moore's character has this guy kill this other guy, and they put the guy in the meat grinder, and then they make a burger out of it, and that's like her thing, is that she serves burgers made from humans or whatever. And then in the end of the movie, the code to get the anecdote that'll save the world is Viva Las Vegans. And I was like, is there, are you like trying to say something? <laughs> you know, is that like, what's that? What are you getting at? What, because it, the only, I guess that I picked up on, the only thing that that would pertain to was the guy going into the meat grinder and them serving hamburgers made out of human. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I was, I just thought that was interesting. So maybe if anyone knows that, they can shoot us an email or something or let us know. I'll definitely still Google it, but I just thought that was interesting. Any hoodle. I think that's all my pop culture references for this week. I'll try and get some some more for next week or whenever. Just made me think of meat pies and meat well, pies. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mrs. Lovett's meat pies in um Demon Barber Fleet Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a second Sweeney I was Todd. like, why can't I think of what you're talking about? Sweeney oh my Todd. god. I'm gonna get my musical card taken away yeah. from me. Actually, let's, yeah, you didn't get that, so you get your musical card taken away. And, <laughs> and let's now, talk about why you're going to get my your vegan, vegan card, card taken, taken away, away from me. Mine too. Yep. Mm. It's against All the right. rules. You're not vegan enough. Yeah. You can't sit with us. You can't sit with us. So our topic for this, um, I still sound, do I sound a little raspy? Do I have a, a radio bit. voice? A little bit. No? Okay. It's like Phoebe that. when she sings Smelly Cat and she's got her sexy voice. I didn't watch Friends. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Why do I even bother with pop culture references with you? Because you don't pop culture. I I like nerd pop culture. Well, in case our podcast listeners didn't hear you whisper that under your breath, I just want to make sure that everyone knows that Danny has never watched Friends. Or Grey's Anatomy. We're going down that's not as shocking as you um, never watching Friends. Dawson's Creek. Is that shocking? I mean, a little bit, just based off of, like, your Ellie generation. McNeil. I've never seen any of those. Well, that's that's not as shocking either. These are just things that I love, and so I can't understand. <laughs> I'm getting my friend card taken <laughs> You're away. You're getting your friend card taken away. That's right. Um, anywho, so things that will get your vegan card taken away. Things that the vegan police will, will be called on. Who are the vegan police? We are. We are. I know. Every, everyone. I think we're all a little guilty of it. Yeah, we all have done it. There are times when I still, like I was mentioning to you earlier, not as often, but there's still times when I'm like, but you could just take that out, but you didn't. And I get a little like, hmm, my eyes narrow a little. And then I'm like, but but every other day, every other minute, you're trying your damnedest to make a difference in the world, which is more than other people are. Um, So why why should I punish you? But... Yeah, I think we just, um, I mean, I feel like it's always kind of very, um, you know, it's always something that's happening. But I think lately we've just noticed a lot of this, the way vegans are with each other, which really begs the question, how are vegans with vegetarians and how are vegans with pescatarians and reducitarians all the way down to omnivores and and what have you? If, If we're being so judgy with each other, I can't even imagine, you know. We recently something that happened was I I personally, I know I wanted to mention if we have victimized or been victimized. Um, Like recently I got into a um, discussion on 
a certain social media outlet. Mm-hmm. And um, I, at one point, I literally was like, we're on the same side. Like, I am on your same side. I remember saying, like, defending myself to another vegan. I am on your same side. I don't know what answer you are looking for that would be okay with you. Mm-hmm. And I walked away from that feeling pretty upset. And mm-hmm. I'm a pretty, like, no, I'm actually really squishy. I was going to say I'm a pretty hard, tough-skinned person, but I'm actually not. I'm pretty squishy. squishy. Yeah, I'm pretty soft-serve ice cream. I am. It's really bad. Um, but, like, usually I can at least, like, I'll, I can make myself, like, get angry about it and, like, yeah. turn feelings into anger. But I felt, like, really upset because I was, like, I always felt comfortable with, with this particular group, vegans or, you know, the local vegans. And then I felt pretty attacked and i was like if this is how i feel like i've interacted with this person face to face at protests mm-hmm. or whatever if this is how i feel like how would this person be treating someone that they don't know mm-hmm. so like if they yeah. come into if they're at a protest or if they have a discussion with someone like how are they treating someone else yeah and it's it's if 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 that's what's going on vegan to vegan i feel like that's you know, you can definitely make the assumption that if, say, you're at a protest or you're at an event or you're at wherever and somebody approaches a vegan is like, oh, well, I'm vegetarian. You know, I've never really thought about the vegan thing. You're going to get an eye roll and you're going to get a, well, why aren't you vegan? Vegetarian's not good enough or what have you. And maybe use that as an opportunity to educate this person and find out why they're not vegan. And can you maybe help them bridge that gap? And why, you know, I just... I just am noticing so much lately this. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, I can't even really think of the right. We're on the same side. Yeah. And you are attacking yeah. other people. Yeah. I try to think a lot about um, the training that we got when we were doing our tour guide training and how mm-hmm. so much of that was mm-hmm. um, based around asking questions. I remember there was a certain role play situation or something where somebody said, well, I only eat chicken or something like that. And rather than diving into how that's terrible and how you can't call yourself a this or a that if you're eating chicken, the response was, oh, well, tell me why. Tell me about that. You know, why are we not asking more questions to find common ground? I also Mm -hmm. remember when I took the um, Main Street Vegan Academy course, the one thing that we always talked about was meeting people where they are. Right, right. You know, rather than... um, you know, this is where I am, so you should be there too because I'm on this moral high ground mm-hmm. and how come you aren't, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's hard because we all see this as the right choice, right? We all see this as the clear and obvious choice. So why can't these people that we know and love and respect and appreciate and keep in our lives, why why don't these people see it that way? And that can be frustrating and I totally hear that. Um, and, you know, to your point of having that experience of feeling victimized, I can not even tell you how many times I've been guilty of victimizing. Mm-hmm. I am very guilty of that, probably even to this day. You're a bully. I am a bully. <laughs> I know I am. That's why it's better to be on your good side. <laughs> I don't help mean me. to be a bully and blink twice if you need help. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I feel like I'm totally guilty of it. So I definitely recognize it when it's going on. And that um, Melanie Joy book that I know you just got and that I've been telling everybody to read Melanie Joy's Beyond Beliefs. One thing that she talks about is how you can't or shouldn't rather try to change someone's reality. 
right? So when you're talking to a vegetarian or you're talking to somebody who's like, oh, well, I only eat chicken because that's what I'm comfortable with and this is where I'm at, coming at them and saying, well, that's wrong or saying this or saying that, you're trying to change their reality and nobody's going to respond to that if they're feeling attacked and feeling like their choices are wrong, you know? So I don't know. I have a lot of feelings. I wonder if some of these people that these vegans who are being a little aggressive towards other vegans, a little judgmental, have maybe never experienced someone progressing in their lives. So like, for instance, Andy was pescatarian for a while. And then I don't even know when he gave a month, two months, three months. How long have you not eaten fish for? So Hmm. like three months, four months, whatever. Um, Just like stopped eating fish. I didn't, I never pushed him. Like we have a vegan household just because he's comfortable respecting that, um, which is great. Um, But he just woke up one day and said, I'm not going to eat fish anymore. So he just became a vegetarian. So like by just educating him more and telling him more things, you know, when it was applicable or just telling him stories like rescue stories and things like that. It just happened one day. Sure. And like, you know, he recently discovered something about cheese um, that he's now like, uh oh. Um, and I, I asked him, what are you going to do about that? At no point was I like, well, guess you yeah. can't eat cheese, right? And like, he's like, well, I'm going to research it more and, you know, figure out what I'm going to do. And I was yeah. like, okie doke. Like, that is what you should do. Like, and I've seen the progression and it's happening. Yeah. But had I been like, well, go fuck yourself you yeah. can't eat meat in front of me or you can't eat cheese in front yeah, of me girl listen like two things <laughs> number one um the one thing that i try to always 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 remember hold on tight to so that i don't lose perspective is taking it back three or so years ago when jordan came to me and was like i think i'm gonna go vegan and I Hi, think Jordan. you should go vegan too. Has Jordan listened to our podcast? I have no idea. Wow, I just gave him a <laughs> shout. I don't even know if he's listening. Uh, his sister did though. Thanks, Emily. Oh, um, yay. Well, someone had to get the good genes. Then. Right. Um, so he was like, I'm going to go vegan and this is why and this is something I really want to do and I think you should do it with me. And I straight up was like, no, I'm not doing that. You can't make me. I'm absolutely not doing that. You can do it, but I'm still buying cheese and you can't stop me. I was aggressive in my resistance to it because I felt I felt defensive that he was making this choice that made me feel like my choice wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And but also, to be fair, I didn't know, you know, he had to come to me with like all of the facts about the dairy industry and this, that and the other thing for me to be like, oh, shit. I really thought that those pictures I was drawing in kindergarten of the farmer milking the cow was just how it went. I didn't know, you know. Right, that cow didn't mind, you know. Yeah, no like, knew. oh, yeah, they just Old McDonald's milk. Man. Yeah, what do I know? I, I had no idea. And so I think there are probably still so many people who don't have any idea. And so if someone's coming to you and feeling some kind of way and you're just like, no, blah, 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 then they're never going to make that change. And they're also no. going to be like, vegans are fucking crazy and they're That's mean. That's the thing. Like, you're living that stereotype. I was thinking of this earlier because um, of the situ- another situation I saw in a certain social media outlet um, where a local restaurant up in Saratoga. Oh, right. Made, did you see this with the Maybe. old Brian Inn? Oh, no. They made accommodations for someone who was vegan who was going to a dinner there. Oh, wow. And so the person called ahead 
and spoke to the chef and the chef happens their sister i think owns um four seasons oh and was like we used to have stuff on the menu but nobody ordered it so like yeah i'd love to cook vegan for you like that's so cool and that was my reaction um and then someone else said well i would never call ahead because it's 2017 and they should just have vegan things on the menu and i was like are you are you really wow really it was just another example of like that's a lot how are they ever gonna know so now that chef maybe had one instance but think of because i've been to the old brian it has a really nice fireplace like really cool bar scene um like very cozy there's very limited vegetarian selection no vegan but think of if every person who did go there wanted to go there called and said hey we need like a vegan meal then maybe they would add something on the menu. But if yeah. you don't call ahead because you feel entitled or a certain way, right. then they'll never know and they can't make that change. But also that person posting that and you seeing that and now telling me, now I'm one more person who if somebody says to me, hey, I want to go to this restaurant, my response probably would have been, well, I can't, I probably can't eat there. So mm-hmm. I'm either not going to order anything or can we maybe go somewhere else? Whereas now mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, well, I actually know somebody who called ahead and was they were really accommodating. So, yeah, I would absolutely go there. Right. You know? Right. I Word was of just, mouth is everything. I was just shocked by that. I was like, are you? That's wow. wild. Yeah. Um, but wow. the other thing that I was going to say that I th- it, your choice of wording, like, threw it into my brain because I 100% do, did the thing that you said you would not do. <laughs> <laughs> um when my boyfriend and I started dating, as I'm sure you'll remember, I was like, you better never eat meat in front of me. There will be no meat in my presence. I could never date somebody who wasn't vegan. So you're going to have to figure it out. Like I was really militant about it. And that very, very quickly turned around and bit me in the ass because it turned into this thing where he was always really afraid of where we were going to go to dinner and what the things were right. going to look like. And is this relationship not going to work out because I'm not vegan? Am I going to have to change my whole life? And I don't really even know what vegan is. And like I've never heard of this and like all of these things because I from day one was like really aggressive about it. And that was wrong. And I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but it's, and it's like on the opposition, I have some fantastic non-vegan friends mm-hmm. Um and we just went to Plattsburgh over the weekend with two of them, one of who's the pickiest eater I've ever seen on the face of the planet um, ever, ever. Um, but Plattsburgh, New York, not surprisingly, not very vegan friendly. Sure. Um, but I was like, I'll figure it out. I wasn't going to not do something or not go to my board game convention, which was really cool. Um I'm not a loser, Um, but I wasn't going to not do that or I wasn't going to not go to a restaurant or do anything really that made the situation awkward for anyone. And by kind of living that, when we did go to like get pizza, Mm -hmm. they were like, well, if you can't, if you can't eat something here, like if you don't feel like you want, like we'll go somewhere else. And it's so people become more accommodating. You get you get more flies yes. with honey right. than you do 
like vinegar or anything else. Yeah. And and from day one, he was always very accommodating and would try stuff if, you know, we were at a certain place or whatever. But he would that he has a cousin who's vegan. And he told me once about how his cousin has tried to get him to do stuff. And he's tried, you know, people have mentioned it to him before. Yeah. But because people are kind of aggressive and rude about yeah. it, he's always been like, no, like I have no interest in this because of how you're presenting it. So I guess even though I was a little aggressive about it, I at least maintain some civility because <laughs> he's still pretty open about it but yeah it's it's like a whole thing and I but I think what where that comes from though you know again I'm always trying to recognize both sides of the coin if you will but I think where that comes from is the fear of well what if this person in my life doesn't respect the fact that I'm a vegan so I'm not even going to give them the chance to to make that decision right, right off the bat I'm just going to say this is the right. way it is and I'm not going to give you the opportunity to make your own choice and like that's not fair obviously right but I think that that's where a lot of it comes from I know like we were talking before about how sometimes I'm hesitant to say certain things or to admit certain things because I'm worried that the vegans that we're in company right. with are going to be judgy. You know, I even get right. nervous about admitting the fact that I'm dating someone who's not a vegan because I feel like the vegan community is right. going to get judgy. You know? you know, and like one thing is just to make or to at least open people up to the possibility. So like with the um, Lush products, generally speaking, I, I as as a whole, I just usually do not use honey. That's but I don't do it. Um, and you do do honey I and do. I don't look I'll and I'm like, or I'm just like, I don't personally do it. Save for the lush, like the cosmetics that we have, the things yeah. that we have with the honey in it, um, because, you know, that information on how lush sources their honey was provided to me. So when we did our new hiring, um, that was one thing that I made sure to do for vegans in the store was set them up with that video so that they could at least feel comfortable talking about it, mm-hmm. be educated on it. You know, versus me being like, well, you can't talk about honey. Like, we don't even talk about the Lush products with yeah, honey in it. Like, that would be crazy. Um, but just to have a better understanding. Because for a while there, I didn't do the Lush products with honey. Mm-hmm. I could still do my job, but I wouldn't touch them. Right. Some of them are amazing products that I use. Yeah. Yeah, I so... use honey. Um, I mean, I'm very particular about what honey I, I'll use. Like, I, I don't go and buy, you know... The bears from Price Chopper. Chopper. Yeah, exactly. Like the Price Chopper brand or whatever. But um, like, for example, with a company like that, if I know where the honey came from and that they're not clipping wings and they're not setting hives on fire and they're, you know, cultivating and whatnot, then I'm comfortable with it. But I don't, you know, just go around and use whatever honey is available to me. But I'm not anti-honey. No. And then some people, by saying this now, (laughs) are just lost so many listeners. We just lost. Sorry. (laughs) But those people that we may have lost are those people who have recently been very attacky on certain social media. I don't know why I keep doing that instead of just saying Facebook. (laughs) But, you know, I guess my point, though, is that if somebody can come to me with like a really solid argument about why no matter what, in any circumstance, would honey be unacceptable, then come to me with that. But don't come to me with like this aggressive, you can't call yourself a vegan if you're using honey mentality. Because I think I... And that's all we're seeing. And we're seeing like people spitting back out so the situation that i ran into was regarding bivalves i just my argument was always i i just grew up as seeing clams oysters mussels as animals Mm -hmm. like it's just that's just like how i saw them so like yeah that's my reasoning why i don't eat them not to mention they're like boogers 
And boogers yeah, are gross. gross. <laughs> I've been sick recently and boogers are really gross. Yeah. But like, I also like my point was I don't eat them because I see them as animals. And by saying that, that is what set this person off to almost attack me was like, you're blindly following. They're not animals. They don't have ner-. like, but so you just read this source article and I went back and reread that article. First of all, that article had little asterisk like amendments at the bottom that said like, P.S. I researched this more and this is the other side like mm-hmm. this and that. Um, and it was from a blog. Not a scientific yeah. research. And at the end of the day, no matter what, just like this podcast, we're just two people talking out of our asses. Like, whatever. Sure, sure. Um, but it was a blog. So, like... What are you talking about? We're very oh, yeah, we well-researched. So scientific and specific. Scientific. My God. But, like... We're not drinking so the, wine. <laughs> needing so, Oreos. So, at the <laughs> end the of the chair. day, like, this person, this vegan attacking me as another vegan, was just sourcing a blog by someone Is who this was wine like, vegan? I don't know. <laughs> Swine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. It's made from animals. Extra animals in my wine. <laughs> All of the fish bladders. Um, I never check that because I like wine. See, this is what I'm saying. I'm sorry. To you. Like I like a glass yeah. of wine at the end of the day, and I'm I don't. Yeah. I don't check it. Yeah. Um. I'm sorry. Continue your your thought process about the oysters and the clams. They're animals mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And that was all I wanted to say. And then when I said that, it just set off this whole thing. And I literally was very upset by it. I've always seen them that way, too. Um, I mean, with I guess with like what was presented to us, if if you were sitting here saying to me, you know what, I think I might start eating oysters because they're not sentient and what what have you. I'd be like, all right, like you do you. But I wouldn't be like, well, Danny, you can't call yourself a vegan then. Right. <laughs> you but know? this person was literally saying, like, well, you can be a vegan, but you're just a blind follower of the vegan agenda. Like, I'm sorry. How how old? You've been a vegan since birth? Since since you were preschool age? You were, like, just researching all this vegan stuff? Like, you had a On point. On that note, um, you actually just Jesus. reminded me of something from that um, gentleman that I sent you his website last night. Um I want to say his name right, so. Ooh, can we get a to, corrections corner? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Tobias Lean Leanart. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, veganstrategist.org. I saw him speak at the mm-hmm. Animal Rights Conference last August, and everything that he had to <laughs> say just, it, it stuck with me so hard because I completely agreed with everything that he had to say. And one thing that I was reading on this last night, I don't know if it's, what it, it's part of what I sent you or not, but, um, oh, here it is. But he's talking about how, um, you know, if I'm just going to read it out loud. This is from veganstrategist.org from Tobias Leanart. I hope I'm, again, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, but he says, um, this is totally related to what you were just saying. Um, the opposite of being open-minded is being dogmatic. Being dogmatic is basically the attitude of not questioning things. One is not necessarily dogmatic across the board about all kinds of topics imaginable, but one can definitely be dogmatic about certain topics. Mm-hmm. If you are vegan today, then chances are big that, like me, you spent quite a bit of your life accepting certain dogma concerning the consumption of animals. You were in a certain box. I call this box the box of carnism, and carnism is a term coined by Melanie Joy. Um, Being inside the box of carnism, being subjected to the ideology of carnism made you accept all kinds of dogmatic ideas like the ideas that eating animal products is natural, normal and necessary. 
Um, then if you were like me, then some af- after some time, the light went on. You pushed the box open and jumped out as a vegan. Now the thing that is that I realize only after many years of being vegan that to a certain extent, I had ended up in another box, the mm-hmm. vegan box. Just like I had been dogmatically accepting all kinds of beliefs before, I was doing the same now. I was thinking of veganism in the only way that one is allowed to think about it, honoring the decade-old definition. I would point out that as soon as one made an exception, one isn't vegan. I repeated the eternal mantra that it wasn't about welfare, but about rights. And I used welfare and welfareist as dirty words. When did they ever even turn into that? And so on. So I think that's so interesting because he's saying how, you know, as vegans, we're kind of getting all up in arms about people who are just blindly following this ideology that everyone is raised on. But then when you switch to veganism, aren't you kind of doing the same thing? You are. If you're close-minded yeah. to all the, I guess, gray area of being vegan, you right. know? And which is interesting because it's so funny. I'm so, I am so glad that you read that because the same person that brought up the bivalve thing said that everyone blindly following was um was being dogmatic that they were just stuck in a box Mm -hmm. but then when i mentioned the um well you should mention to this group about honey or thrifted wool sweaters keep in mind i specifically said thrifted Mm -hmm. um they were like well that's not vegan you can't do that at all you can't wear animal skin technically it's not skin skin and but like also i was like but and you're later, telling us to be more open to bivalves, but then you're making that argument that you would never be open to someone of a thrifted wool sweater, which yeah. I have a thrifted. I just realized my jacket that kept me very warm this weekend was a thrifted wool jacket. And I did not peel it off my body and go sit mm-hmm. near Lake Champlain and suffer. Yeah. Like that same gentleman <laughs> who who writes for who writes that what I just read um, actually brings that up. I think he says something about how he thinks that wearing previously owned leather or wool from before you went vegan or something that's thrifted is acceptable. And so I, I just think it's so interesting. Because like my my stance with that is a thrifted <laughs> wool sweater, a thrifted wool jacket. So it was in, let's say, Lord and Taylor. There was a th- mm-hmm. there was a wool sweater and person X bought it. And then person X donated it to Goodwill. Mm-hmm. The damp person X did the damage of buying that wool sweater so then Lord and Taylor know thinks that they need to buy more wool. That's mm-hmm. feeding into the wool industry. By me then purchasing it at Goodwill, Goodwill doesn't keep tabs on wool sweaters versus polyester mm-hmm. sweaters versus leather versus like any of these other materials. They just see a sweater. That's so so like for me, I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to wear this jacket or this sweater because like what I am against feeding into the wool industry, that's already been done. Right. Person X did that. I'm buying this sweater because, and this was actually before I was vegan, but I still, like I said, I'm I'm still not throwing that jacket out. Right, right. It's a really warm sure. jacket. Sure, It's sure. very long on me. It keeps my sure. legs warm, too. I don't think I have anything left, but I never threw anything out. I just wore it until I couldn't wear it anymore. Right. Like shoes, and I don't know if I ever had any... My jacket might be wool. I actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. There might be some wool in it, but I actually don't know. I've had it forever. You know, or like if you if if you were cold and I had this sweater here. I would wear it. And it was wool. Yeah. I wear my boyfriend's sweater all the time. He right. Has this wool sweater from Express that I wear. Right. 
We're going to lose so many listeners. Yeah. (laughs) But like the point is, at the end of the day, that's what we do. And I don't look at people who are like, I don't wear, I would never wear wool or I would never wear leather or like thrifted or not. It's not vegan to wear. And I'm like, all right, fine. And that's fine. Fine. I get that. Just like leave it alone. Right. Our whole point in discussing this right now is that. Other vegans are attacking, are going to. Yeah, and I don't the want people The fact that we have to sit here and say we're going to lose listeners, that's that speaks for itself. Like, yeah. case in point, let's end podcast here because, like... <laughs> Two episodes we in. Just, yeah, because we just... We're going to lose listeners because people are going to judge us and say, you guys are awful. You get your vegan card taken mm-hmm. away. There's something wrong with that. I agree. Because look how much good we're doing. Look at... So look at, for instance, we were both tour guides at Catskill Animal Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Think of, whoops, <laughs> think of the people. I know that I had people who wrote on the response cards or the surveys that they were going to stop eating meat or dairy or whatever or re- or because it, of what I said right. to them. So like, let's just say there's in my vegan pool that mm-hmm. I have, I get some water taken away because I wear thrifted wool. Right. Don't I get some back right. in? That's right. Because I'm creating sure other do. vegans. Yes. Whereas Joe Schmo over there, who doesn't wear wool, thrifted or not, doesn't use honey. Right. But they've never worked in an animal sanctuary. And because and they're, they're not... being an asshole, mm-hmm. they're not going to convert any other vegans. So what good are they spreading? Yeah. It's just about, a, you know, common theme, though, is just about doing the most good. Right. 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 You know, I don't know. I think everybody's I think it goes also it totally relates for real. Shit. Shit. <laughs> we get we like to talk. That's why we're doing. I could go all night. That's mm, that's what she's. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> should I click that? No, why bother? I don't know. Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> oh right <laughs> i remember um i think it goes back to what i was saying to you about what i heard on our absolute favorite podcast my favorite murder is when they were talking about Hi, karen and georgia I, love you. I would die if they ever listened they're to not this. listening no anyway um they were talking about how they went to therapy together and their therapist told them <laughs> that it doesn't matter who's right and who's wrong it matters that for the other person or for both you know people involved what you're saying is your truth and you need right. to recognize people's truth. And I think that that's the same idea as what Melanie Joy is saying and stop trying to change people's reality. You know, right. it's like, you know, <laughs> I feel like we're really hating on Facebook right now, but it's it's that same thought process that goes into these events at, um, you know, the Humane Society. Or I know APF did something recently and all these places that are raising money for animal rescues, specifically cat and dog rescues. But the buffet menu or whatever the menu of the event is includes other animals. And I know that's a big point of contention for the vegan vegetarian community. It definitely is for me because it's so conflicting and so hypocritical. And I totally agree with that. But you can't walk into that situation and tell those hundreds of people that are donating their time and their money to this animal organization, you don't love animals because you're eating them. So go fuck yourself. Yeah. Which to us, that makes total sense. How can you love an animal if you're eating animals? Like, I get that because how can you? But that's not how these people are seeing it. That's not their reality. That's not how we saw it. Exactly. I've always. Three years ago, that's not how. Four years ago, that's not how I saw it. I'm in extremes. I, I always liked dogs. 
so I never really cared that much about cats. And then you I went to the extreme. Shit. No, seriously. <laughs> it's really? only been like in the past few years that I went like full extreme with the cat. I guess yeah. me too, actually. I like cannonballed oh my into God. that shit. Wow. Yeah. But but I mean, you know, X amount of years ago before you were vegan, you loved animals, did you not? Mm-hmm. See? <laughs> right. It's just such a disconnect that stems from, you know, the whole idea of carnism and this. But just because I know it. Correct. Doesn't mean. And like, I'm also just thinking, so let's say it's a humane society is holding an event and they're having a barbecue and they're having hamburgers and hot dogs in the middle of July. Yes, they will. The per quote unquote perfect situation for most people, um, the general population. And they're doing a fundraiser for the cats and dogs because they know that come spring, it's kitten season and they get flooded with and, and like kittens. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, a kitten flood sounds like an amazing thing. Yeah, I want that. Like, I want a kitten mm-hmm. flood. Anyways, um, but let's say, and they're just preparing, and they need more funds, and this and that. By telling them, by like bombarding them, and saying, "Don't put this event on. Mm-hmm. You're being hypocritical." Because I've seen again on Facebook mm-hmm. some, let's just say they're well intentioned. Because I feel the same way. Like I'm not. I yeah, I completely no, I totally agree. agree that they should not be serving me. It's However. If I go up to them and say you're hypocritical and bash them, let's say they canceled the event. Are those what, cats going to get euthanized what, when they're not adopted? What good did I just do? Exactly. Like, you, you know, these shelters need money to take in more animals. Like if you're not. Everything is, a you know, like we talked about last episode, everything is a teaching opportunity. Mm-hmm. And if we are coming at each other with judgment and ridicule and you know your efforts are not good enough nobody's gonna want to be taught by you you know right like look at the good that you can be doing even if you you know you do volunteer at animal sanctuary Mm -hmm. one day and then you wear a thrifted wool sweater that night Mm -hmm. it that doesn't make you any less yeah. of a person who is a vegan or who wants to make well, change I think for what, animals. Well, I think what people think, it, it's it's like the whole Meatless Monday thing. People hate Meatless Monday because it, it implies that it's okay to eat meat the other six days of the week. But that's not the point. Like no. somebody's making an effort at least one day and maybe that one day will turn into two, will turn into three, will turn into four. And I think that people think that by allowing stuff like that, we're allowing people to make excuses. And that's not what it is. We're just allowing... You just want people to do it at their own speed. The world is not going to go vegan tomorrow, guys. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not. It's 2017, and not every place should have something vegan on the menu. Sorry, guys. It's just not. It's just not going to happen. But the more you talk about it and the more you're kind about it and the more you're not aggressive and really, if, if somebody, you know, you just need to be realistic about it. And if somebody sees this thing as like this huge, 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 complicated, you can't do anything you like to do thing, no one's going to want to do that. But if you show them how easy and how So you have to call ahead to a restaurant. Yeah. So I what used to that... call ahead to restaurants anyway because I was so picky, you know, like. So that restaurant made an accommodation. They didn't have to do it at all for you. Right. They still did. Right. And I think that's a great thing. Right. I'm pretty friggin' pumped to go to Disney next year. You should Not be. every place it is, you know, vegan or even has vegan things on the menu. No, but they're super The accommodations that they make, though, are astounding. Yeah. And yeah. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, I went for my 30th birthday and it was... <laughs> so old. Yeah, I know. It was almost two years ago, guys. That's disgusting. Yeah. You know how else I know I'm old? 
a second ago, I was trying to adjust without hitting the mic because my old lady hips hurt so bad that I could not sit like that for one more second. <laughs> I could really go all night. So do you have we, any closing thoughts? I was going to say we should we're going to do this in a two parter mm-hmm. for those people who are still listening. I think next time we should talk maybe a little bit about the whole what was it called? The Liberation Pledge and some of that kind of stuff. Some of these ex- yeah, the extreme things. extreme things. Rock and roll, that's Rock right. Rock and roll, yeah. The um, extreme lives. Yeah, the extreme stuff. Um, and maybe how to work more relationships, because I got two weeks. I can read the Melanie Joy book. But, okay, uh, I'll finish it too. And there's some stuff. It. I'm starting to get tired. The glasses are going to come off. Um, fuck. I had a really good closing thought, that and sucks. now it's out of my brain. Don't be an um, asshole, guys. Yeah, don't be a bully. And again, I feel like I have a unique, well, probably not because I think we're all bullies, but I, I just feel really one of the best secure in saying this because I used to be such a fucking bully. And I know yeah. that I still on occasion am. Yeah. Um, like I had my friends up, just one last thing. I had my friends up from the city over the weekend and I got Ooh, your brunch um, looked so good. It was Iron so Roost. good. Um, hey, Iron Roost, you guys rule. We can give so many local shout outs. Whoop, whoop. Um, and so I got pizza from Little Anthony's. Hey, Little Anthony's. And I got a vegan pizza for um, for myself and my friends. My friend Gwen is trying really hard to go vegan. My friend Jocelyn is vegan interested, I think. Vegan interested. Vegan interested. Oh. Mm. Oh. That's kind of like Casey's veganigans. I'm calling veganigans. I'm calling veganigans. See, it takes you a minute to get it, right? (laughs) It's not as clear. I'm sorry, Casey. (laughs) See, but like to me, I get it. And like, I want to go call veganigans on this whole Facebook group because that's what it is. It's vegan shenanigans. I know. But it takes a second to catch that that's what you're trying to say is vegan shenanigans, right? Anyway, so I got two pizzas. And at one point, my friend Gwen had a piece of cheese pizza. And I think I made like a wisecrack remark about. She was like, oh, don't be mad. Da, da, da. I was like, it's fine. I was like, I used to love cheese pizza, but my ethics are more important than taste. And, you know, just like something really. And it was not necessary. And she knew I was kidding. But like as soon as I said it, I was like, <laughs> you know. But you can also fool. It's nice that you even gave them <laughs> the cheese pizza, I guess. Because like my other thing was, and this worked to my benefit, is at a, um, a, an event for the store recently. Oh, right. I was ordering pizza right. and I asked people what they wanted because, again, I'm not an asshole. Mm-hmm. I am, but like not not usually, mostly uh, sometimes. Anyways, I just was like, what do you guys want for toppings? What do you want? And everyone was like, I don't really care. There was no allergies, mm-hmm. nothing crazy, um, except people love pineapple on pizza, which is correct. Pineapple belongs on pizza. Um, there is no arguing with that. Stop listening now if you disagree with it because pineapple belongs you really shouldn't say things like that because we've already lost so many listeners that you can't go around alienating people over pineapple but it's so good on pizza (laughs) we just lost our producer yeah he disagrees seriously in no circumstance not even with barbecue sauce Mm -hmm. really ranch wow no it's so good but anyways that was the general consensus consensus and then we ordered the pizzas and i ordered because i was like you know what these kids are getting free pizza. So I'm going to order vegan pizza because we had some vegans and no one requested anything else, which 
these they you know they knew off the bat that they can come to me they That's, finished those and pizzas. they finished every pizza all three let of me them. specifically say that we got a vegetable um they were all vegan they cheese so good um it was pepper onion mushroom was one the other one was buffalo vegan chicken mm, mm. that's so good and then that's what i had today for so everyone because i just i was like well whatever it was pineapple, olive, and vegan pepperoni. Oh, so fucking good. None of it was left, and not one person uttered, ew, this is gross, or yeah, what's up with the no, cheese. Yeah, no, so good. Because they were like, wow, it's free food. Like, yum, everyone loves yeah, pizza. So, like, that's right. by just kind of putting that out there and being like, here you go, yeah. have this pizza. And that's how I... That's how I achieved my high rate of conversion, if you will. Right, yeah. With our staff last year was I tried not to be, I mean, I definitely had my militant moments, but I tried to just bring you guys food, like, as often as I could. Yeah. Just bring food, introduce people to stuff, yeah. show them that there are alternatives and that they shouldn't expect things to taste exact, but, you know, you can still eat deliciously without you can have good substitutes or you if you don't like it up. you're not or, sacrificing you're not you gonna live this hateful life you know what i mean I don't like well I, no i know but, but you don't have good to live options. this lacking life you know and iceberg if you... lettuce unless you go to margaritaville yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but i you know by mm-hmm. feeding people and showing people like that being a vegan is so easy and that it's not this restricting militant crazy thing you're you're really helping people make that choice you know um i have a friend who asks me questions periodically because she's trying really hard (sighs) to give up what she can and she said this thing to me that really struck because i knew we were going to be talking about this on the podcast and she said to me that she doesn't feel like she fits in with vegetarians vegans or meat eaters because she doesn't completely agree with any mindset and i was like like that's she's like an asexual but in regards to food yeah and i was like that's super interesting because you know you have all these groups that are going to make you feel alienated you know with your meat eating family your carnist family they're going to be like why would you even try to be vegan or vegetarian with your vegan or vegetarian friends that you might know they're going to be like well if you're not vegan that's not good enough vegetarian's not good enough Mm -hmm. if you're trying really hard to be vegan but you're not there yet that's not going to be good enough and so when she was like, I just don't feel like I fit into any of these places, I was like, wow, that's I makes me feel sad, you know, because you shouldn't have to feel like you have to fit into one of these boxes. Just do what you want to do and do, do the what best, you feel is your best. Do the best for you and do the best for the world around you. Live your you. best life, you know? That's it. And let other people live the best, their best lives. Yeah. And try to help them, not change them. And if they're willing them, to let you help, help them, them then change do themselves. It. Yeah. And do it without. Let them sit with you. <laughs> they can. Wait, wait, wait. Here's how we're going to end it. They can yeah. sit with us. Anyone can sit with you us. You always, well. Unless, didn't you say something a second ago? Unless you don't like pineapple yeah, on pizza. Yeah, unless you don't like pineapple on pizza. <laughs> then you can't sit with us. You can sit in the room. Just not with us. No. Or maybe they can because they won't be eating the pizza. Ooh, more pizza for That's us. That's right. Okay, you can yeah. sit with us. That's All true. Right. You should well, end it there. Well, on that note. Um, you can follow us on social media. We still are not really very good at Twitter. I don't um, think we've tweeted once. I think what I'll do is I'll hook up the Twitter to attach to our Instagram. So at least you it's can like, do that. I, that's what our For producer real? said we can. I don't Shit. know. I don't tweet. I don't tweet either. POTUS tweets. Yeah. I don't. Um, I don't tweet. But don't. we have um some followers on Instagram, which is very exciting. 
Um, so follow us on Instagram, the V Spot Podcast. Um, on Instagram and it's the V Spot Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And email us. Send email us, an us email. your feelings. If, if we you've get an ever email. been personally victimized by another vegan, send us an email. We want to know about this it. This is like a PSA like for a drug commercial and you're like, if you've experienced these things, <laughs> please call this hotline. Yeah, send us an email. We want to know what's up. Um if you have any information about the Kingsman, send me an email. Or you know what? If you see any like really outrageous commercials or movies yes. or any um uh, what do you call it? Pop culture references or anything that you find interesting, mm-hmm. send us an email. We could take inspiration from certain podcasts and read emails and like yeah, hometown victimization. That's right. Send us stuff. Um, or even if you just have any thoughts, you just like want to talk. Send us some love. Yeah, send us some love. Pictures of your cats. Oh my God, send us pictures of your cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what else you could send us? Um, like, Pictures pumpkin of pies. Yeah, send us pumpkin pies. Only deliver it to the store. <laughs> if anybody wants to actually make us a pumpkin pie, I will give you Danny's address. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that it? Is that it? That's... you have any last feelings? Um, just that I should uh, click that thing. Yeah. Do you have your clicker? <laughs> <laughs>